Imagine Chris Rock and David Hyde Pierce being friends. <laughs> like I smell <a> sitcom. <laughs> I want okay, first of all, that pill, like, Drick shouldn't be like staying around. No. <laughs> like he should like disappear eventually. But like uh the the the, the T V show's higher rated than the <laughs> movie was. Yeah. Well, how, does it explain in the TV show how the cells of another like old man somehow got into a young boy? <laughs> I don't know. Because it says they defend the body of a young boy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is way earlier. Usually we do this way late. Yeah, but we're still tired. But now it's become, <laughs> now it's become so late it's early. We've been doing this all night. As <laughs> you sleep. I've been I slept all right. I slept okay. I went to bed at like 1130. Yeah. <sighs> is that late for you or early? No, it's early. Okay, I was going to say. great. I've known you for staying up at like till like four in the morning. Mm. No, I'm I I <laughs> I've been going to bed earlier and I've been feeling great. The problem is, is that it takes me about an hour and a half to get out of bed, except yeah. for today because I <laughs> had to do this recording. This is mangled movie madness. Do you ever wonder like how you used to be able to get out of bed in high school? Like just don't, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, Not very. Like, how well. did I do that? <laughs> well, I slept on the bus. Remember. Yeah, that's true. But it was only like a 20 minute, you know, not even 20 minutes, 15 minutes. 20 minutes was, uh, 30 minutes is all you need to feel recharged, except I did not feel recharged. Well, no, that's not true. I felt all right in the morning. And then that after lunch hit, like every year before senior year, when lunch was my last class. Well, yeah, that after lunch hit because you were on a sugar high from eating five cookies and like every single day. That's not true. It was four. (laughs) Whatever. Welcome back to Mangle Movie Madness, everybody. New month. We're your host. I'm Ryan. I'm Tim. (laughs) This is our new theme for this month. Cost cost a lot to be a flop. Cost a lot. Didn't mean to cut you off there. Cost uh, cost. a lot to be a flop. Custard. Because (laughs) today. General custard. I am. (laughs) It's custard. Not custard. I know. Okay. <laughs> you just said custard, so. Today we're going to be looking at our first blob. Blo- Jesus, fuck. This is going to be a long episode. You want me to slap you awake? No. That <laughs> <laughs> mean You should have put, like, you should put, like, a little slap, like, in there. And then she's like, can I slap you? I'm like, no. <laughs> we're going to be looking at Osmosis Jones today. A deadly virus. A city at risk. Two unlikely heroes, and it's all inside this man's body. This summer, we're going into a body under attack from a killer virus. And contagious. You busted! Give it up! Why you 
so hard. It's the action comedy that gets under your skin. You have entered the city of Frank. Into your stomach. Ugh. And up your nose. Just the way I like it. Extra disgusting. Please, you're going to make me vomit. Oh, no, not again. Chris Rock. You're dealing with a white blood cell here. Molly Shannon. What is it? I mean, what is it? What do you want? Chris Elliott. Just smell. <laughs> and Bill Murray. Uh... Hey, have some class, will you? <laughs> Oh my god, I've got the giggles. Osmosis Jones. I wonder what this does. Yeah, I got so if, that, if you weren't, or if you haven't listened to the previous episode or really seen anything we posted online, this month's theme is generally about like animated movies that were flops. Animated movies that had office. budgets that went beyond their gross revenue. Yes. This does not dictate the quality of the film. Yeah, I, honestly, most of these movies I really like. So, and I feel like that hap- that can happen a lot more with animated movies because it costs a lot to animate a movie, and it's probably a lot to, especially back in like this movie came out in '01. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that the cost for animation has probably gone down a lot in the you know 18 years since then, mm-hmm. but it's a, a bigger risk to go into like the animation world in terms of the money you're putting into a movie especially like with a movie as with a as weird of a plot as this one you know what i mean yeah yeah i'd agree like this movie must have been a, 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 like a hard sell i'm assuming like, i mean you, it could like, be educational you go into the the pitch office and you're like now get this there's a a cell and he's inside a bill murray a bill murray and the cell is a chris rock <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> and there's gonna be Are a, gonna big take a cold pill. David Hyde. He's gonna eat. He's like he's gonna almost die from an old egg. Just wait for it, and then he's gonna take a pill, and that pill is gonna become best friends with Chris Rock. And he's like, <laughs> they're gonna fight off. I love how easily apparently all these cells just leave and enter back into the body. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's fine. It's a cartoon. Yeah, cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I could understand it better if he was, like, some sort of, like, bacteria, I guess, yeah. inside the body. Because there's good bacteria in the body. But he's a white blood cell. I feel like it would just – it's prone to die if it leaves the body. <laughs> yeah. So you might ask, so this qualifies as a flop. This movie came out in 2001, and it was uh, working with a budget of $70 million. Mm-hmm. To compare, the Iron Giant also had a budget of $70 million. And Space Jam had a budget of $80 million. Uh, I can see that, especially with all the, like, intermingling of, like, yeah. real-world filming. Also and the paying the actors, because Bill Murray's in that one, too. Yeah, and freaking uh, Michael Rock. Jordan. Yeah, well, Michael Jordan and Michael, Ma- Michael Jordan. Jordan and Chris Rock are not the same. Well, yeah. You got to pay Michael Jordan way more. So this is a bigger flop. Maybe. No. This is a bigger flop than The Iron Giant. Because we're both, they're both working with a seventy million dollar budget. Iron Giant walked away with thirty one point three million dollars. Osmosis Jones, <laughs> less than half of that, walked away with fourteen million dollars, resulting in a total fifty six million dollar loss. I love how, out of all the movies that Bill Murray's done, he only regrets doing Garfield. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe he just forgot about this one. I mean, not, okay, it, fourteen million dollars isn't a lot of money to him, and he yeah. probably made less of that. Yeah, and it's also not, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's just a weird theme and just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, this is a the Metacritic score for this. Someone wrote it oscillates between streaky black comedy and a sanitary instruction. <laughs> I was gonna say this has some educational result to it. Yeah, but it's like nonchalant. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess, you know, you throw in some stuff. It's a kid's movie about the body. Yeah. So I guess you got to throw some slightly educational stuff in there. At least <laughs> maybe get some like write-offs. You, yeah, maybe it seems like you actually know some stuff about the body. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Everybody has, like, they're named after stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, Mayor Fleming, what, Mayor Colon, or the Colonic. Colonic, yeah, colon. Yeah, then there was the Flem. Leah um, Estrogen. I, what? Leah Estrogen? That's her last name, Estrogen. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. Why is it that Bill Murray, man? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, Thrax. The writer of this movie is Mark Hyman. <laughs> uh, man, there are a shit ton of casts. There's a lot of – they like uh, – there's a lot of extras in this yeah. movie. That's what I wanted to say. All right, so let's get into our directors, Bobby Farelli and Peter Farelli. All right, here we go. And rolling sound. Quiet. Here we go. Ready. Speed. Speed. 126.7. Ready. And starting right on the lens. Ready. And and action. They are live action directors. They are the Ferrelli brothers. Yes, sir. And they look very different from being brothers. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm assuming one's like Peter's much older is the older brother, but they do not look related. (laughs) No. As directors, uh, Peter edges out Bobby with 20 credits compared to 17, mm-hmm. but they did work on a bunch of stuff together. Um, Louder Milk is what they most recently done. That's a TV series that ran from 2017 to 2018. I don't know what that is. Bobby didn't jump on until the 2018 uh, episodes. Peter was on it gotcha. beforehand. Uh, they're both... They've done some... Oh, dude. I, yeah, know, I, I that, know exactly uh, what you're going to look at. Yeah. Ugh. Peter, I mean, Peter was <coughs> responsible for uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. So. And me, myself. This is another, this is another Coen brother situation. Yeah. They both started with Dumb and Dumber. One was credited. One was not. But. Well, I wonder if it was sort of like, you know, the older brother, Peter, was just like, you know what? You can come. You can come help me write this a little bit. Yeah. And just didn't give him any credit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. And he's only two years older than him. But that's the only uncredited role that Bobby Ferrelli takes, luckily, in his life. They both did. Kingpin, they both did. There's something about Mary. Uh, me and myself, Irene. Shallow Hal, Stuck on You. And then when you kind of get into the later 2000s, it kind of Have splits you seen off. Shallow Hal? That's that movie where uh, Jack Black gets put under hypnosis to tr- stop was it uh, I forget why he gets put under hypnosis but like he starts seeing like every woman as like super beautiful regardless oh. if they're like ugly or fat or like whatever that okay okay they both were involved with Hall Pass Dumb and Dumber 2 which I forgot came out uh the Three Stooges reboot uh, with re- Will Sasso love that movie they came I, out the reboot for the Three Stooges. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. It was actually really funny because they did the old gag style. Yeah. Like when they get kicked out of like some building and they like throw them over a wall, but they just throw some mannequins that look like them over a wall. Oh, gotcha. Like it's real. <laughs> it was really funny. Bobby has done episodes of Trailer Park Boys. Peter directed the Green Book. This is written by. Did he also direct? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He directed segments of Movie Forty Three. Yeah, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and that's. About it. Fever Pitch. 
They both did feet fetish. Have you seen me, me, myself, and Irene? That movie's got such a weird plot. Jim Carrey is a police officer, and he's got like three random like black sons. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We talked about it last week. But it's hilarious because like he like disappears, or you know he goes on like some this trip with like this one girl, or he's trying to like protect this one girl. And his three black sons just, like, go on the look for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> We talked about that last week because Tony Cox is in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as, uh, as he's a limo driver. That is a uh, – it looks interesting. I am down for 90s movies starring Jim Carrey. Yeah. Because I just like dumb, fun-type movies. Did you see they might be bringing back um, Ace Ventura? I did. Now that he's back as Eggman – you know, there's a chance that his career might receive yeah, uh, more life, additional life. I honestly didn't think that he would go back to doing crazy roles, especially since he went crazy. <laughs> like He didn't go crazy. Nah, he just went, like, existential dread. <laughs> well, yeah. A, wasn't he, like, didn't people think he killed his girlfriend? Yeah. Wait. B. Was that him or was that? Not Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher testified in the slaying of his girlfriend from another person. Gotcha. Okay. Which they caught. No, they, it wasn't that he had necessarily killed her. Is that he had provided her with medication that she had overdosed with. Oh, that's right. That's right. B, he's just chilling in Hawaii when he gets an alert on his phone that he's going to get nuked. And he has at least 10 minutes to mull on that before it just goes JK. Yeah. And they were like, that wasn't. We meant to say it was a test, but they didn't. So, I don't know. Maybe he's just fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I want to know how many kids were born from that day. Like, you got to think, like, anybody who can fuck is fucking at that moment. <laughs> like, you know, we got 10 minutes to live. All I can think we... of is Jim Carrey just, like, jerking off. Like, he's just making all the... His, all the faces. Like, <laughs> 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 Dude, I want to know what Jim Carrey was like in his last 10 minutes of life. <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive. You know what I mean. Perceived last 10 minutes of life. <laughs> Dude, ev- oh my god. I don't. I can't imagine the fear that swept throughout an entire state throughout that like 10-minute period. Yeah, that's pretty fucking scary. I, I would not. I mean, it'd be like, you know, if we just got a notification right now that a nuke was about to drop. How would you react if you had 10 minutes? Like... We don't really have time to, like, go anywhere and do anything. Like, you're just going to call people? <laughs> yeah. What do you want from me, man? Did you know that Jim Carrey is not an Osmosis Jones? Oh, really? <laughs> so let's talk more about people who are involved with Osmosis Jones. Let's talk Jones. about our writer, Mark Hyman. Let's talk about Mark Hyman. Mark Hyman's a writer. <laughs> He's a writer. He actually has more credits as, like, a miscellaneous crew member than as a writer. Yeah. As a writer, he has 11 credits. He started in 1994 writing episodes of All That. He only did really a couple movies. Yeah, he uh, he did the story for Osmosis Jones. He was the creator for the uh, Oz- Ozzy and Drix TV show after the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the story for Meet the Fockers. He was... <laughs> He was a collaborating writer on How to Train Your Dragon and, and Madagascar, and, uh, yeah, Madagascar 3. Uh, most recently, he wrote Show Dogs. Which never heard of before. <laughs> oh, you haven't? No. I mean, oh, man. I can't believe those movies are still being written, man. Oh, it's it just one, it's, those, like, the dogs talk? And yeah, the, uh, they, like, they animate the mouths, story, but yeah. the dogs are just normal. Dude, it was getting old with Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Yeah, but it was at its prime with cats and dogs. <laughs> I'd say it was at its prime with racing stripes. 
racing strike. Do you remember the flies? Yeah. It was like Buzz and Scuzz or something like that. Yeah. Do you remember who they were voiced by? Because I did not. No, I don't remember. It was – so I thought it was like like Chris Rock or David Spade or something like that. Yeah. Steve Harvey. <laughs> Steve Harvey? Really? Yeah. Man, that's weird. I know. I love how Steve Harvey is only on – in movies and TV as like Steve Harvey. horrible representations of himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why he has those uh, – crises on stage during family feud yeah when someone says something that he kind of alluded to anyways episodes of lush life episodes of sweet valley high uh like ryan said the ozzy and drick spinoff of osmosis jones he's worked as a uh oh he's worked as a, i guess i don't know what punch up means if that means he was brought in just to sort of oomph up the script or whatever but he did like the re- apparently he did the rewrite for kangaroo jack and bubble boy mm-hmm and uh, com- yeah, I'm assuming that comedy punch up. That must mean they bring him in to just sort of like oomph up certain parts of the, the script because he was he did the comedy punch up for Shanghai Noon, which I'm assuming he's kind of came in as a joke writer or something. Probably. Uh, he has two acting roles. One of them is one of the emergency room doctors in the scene in Osmosis Jones where Frank is dying slash dead slash dying. Dying slash dead slash dying slash living. So. That is our writer. That is Mark Hyman. There's not a lot else to go on. He yeah, was he does uh, not have a lot of. He does have a lot of on. more like miscellaneous crew stuff. Like I think you said, Bubble Boy. Yeah. He also did the Great Wall, and he did the original Transformers movie that Michael Bay directed. Yeah. But there is, are. Uh, which of the Transformers movies has Michael Bay not directed? <laughs> well, the original Michael Bay directed Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure that, well, because everything else. Because he's in charge of, like, that whole series. <laughs> Pretty much. Piet Kroon and Tom Cito are our animation directors, which you cannot find on IMDb, but on their Wikipedia you can see their credits. So uh, I just had to look up their IMDb yeah. separately. So we're going to look at their credits in the animation department, uh, to which we'll start with Tom because he was the lead. Uh-huh. He has 38 credits to his name as an animation uh in the animation department. And Osmosis Jones was actually towards the end of his career, which he pretty much brought to an end in 2011. He's still alive. He was born in Brooklyn. He last did a... He was a storyboard artist on the Yogi Bear movie with Dan Aykroyd from 2010. Oh, man. Uh, which was his last film. And, yeah, I would like probably end my career there. Dan Aykroyd in. <laughs> I, the only... Yeah. I... Only remember – okay, there is one part of that movie that I remember, and it isn't even from the movie. It's just some fake animation, and there was that fake ending to that movie where Boo Boo shoots Yogi and kills him. (laughs) And then, like, the last shot is, like, one of the cabins, and he's a bearskin rug. And then the normal credits start – have, like, Outcast starts playing. It was so funny. It's weird because Yogi, they like pitched down his voice for copyright, but it's like demonic. <laughs> it's like, hey, boo boo. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really. And their eyes are like all watery and gross. And he, it's, it, there's like sad music. And he's sitting, boo boo's sitting there with a, it's like really, it's like unnecessarily dark. And I want to know how they would fit that into the regular movie where he just walks in and he's like sitting there with the shotgun. Boo-boo's possessed. And and he looks up at the thing, and there's a picture of wanted dead (laughs) there with the target and the cartoon picture of his face. And he goes, 
He looks down. He goes and sits up on a stool and looks at the f- target dead on his face. And he's facing the wall. And Boo Boo takes the gun. It shows Boo Boo killing. Like <laughs> it's really funny. It's <laughs> it was so fucking dark. It would be so hilarious funny. if you like it shows Boo Boo killing Yogi, and like that's how Yogi becomes Satan in Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah, 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 basically. I want to get on a talk show, right? <laughs> oh man, everyone needs to look that up. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Boo boo blowing Yogi's brains <laughs> out. Yeah. Tom Cito <laughs> did that. <laughs> sort of. Uh, he did a lot of stuff in the 80s and 90s. Uh, it was animation. Supervisor. You can kind of see he kind of did a lot of he did a lot of great things. He yeah. did a lot of great movies. But then he did a bunch of shit movies. <laughs> uh, he was an animation supervisor on Son of the Mask. He was an animator on Looney Tunes Back in Action. He was a story artist on Dinosaur, which I loved, but isn't good. Yeah. And he did uh, Shrek as well, the original Shrek. He was an animator on Beast in Beauty and the Beast. He was an animator on Genie in Aladdin. Uh, he did story art for Ants, Prince of Egypt, and is an uncredited animator on The Thief and the Cobbler, uh, which is one of the greatest animation tales of all time and not a good movie. Which is unfortunate. One of the greatest animation tales. Yeah, like <laughs> that movie took like 57 years and it wasn't finished when it came out because some studio was like, oh, yeah, we're interested in it, but you got to release it now. Story supervisor on Pocahontas, animation consultant on Polly, did animation for one episode of Brave Star, did the Animalympics, Easter Fever, which is a TV movie, Ziggy's Gift, which is a TV movie. I can't imagine holding out on a project for 57 years just to have it fail anyway. <laughs> well, he died after. He Aww. died, and then they picked it up, That's I think. Uh, he was an assistant animator on Janna of the Jungle and Godzilla, and he started in 1976 with uh, the animated series from 1979. Gotcha. Uh, which is the one with Godzuki. Godzuki. Uh. <laughs> Sounds like Godzilla, like Mecha Godzilla turning into a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> Godzuka. That's like a doom weapon. (laughs) Oh, God. That's cool. You got to throw that into a movie. Pete Kroon, Hyatt Kroon, only has seven credits in the animation department. Uh, He technically is still active. He did Ferdinand in 2017, which was the movie about the bull with John Cena. He did the movie Epic. He did An American Tale, Five All Goes West, where he started in 1991. I like that movie. Never, I've never heard of that movie. You never heard of American Tale? Oh no, the other one. Five goes. Oh, Five goes west. Five oh. goes west. Yeah, yeah. I, never heard of I thought that you one. hadn't heard of the franchise. Uh, he did the short da da. <laughs> There's no da-da. way of not saying that da-da. that way. And he did Testament, the Bible and animation, which is a TV series, and he only did one episode. I think that's something they probably like made to show in churches. Probably <laughs> like a PSR thing. I wonder if it looks bad. You wonder if it looks bad. I want to know because a lot Just of them like there's this thing and it it, the cross it originates from like everything is terrible. Kind of originated the context of it, but the whole thing is like Christians can't animate. Is it like a sin to animate well in Christianity? <laughs> we were only paid three hundred Eucharist wafers. <laughs> And we came up with this purple camel that has three frames. They look like Pixar test animations from, like, 1985. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Who knows who even gets hired on to do those things. But that is, uh, those are animation directors. It's bad because it wasn't run by the Jews. (laughs) Of course, the Ferrelli brothers were also producers. Dennis Edwards was a producer. Bradley Thomas, Zach Penn. 
Mark S. Fisher, a co-producer, Aaron Perry, and John Walker are associate producers. Let's talk about our cast. Let's do it. We got to start with Bill Murray. You want to start with Bill Murray? Let's go from the body and then go inside the body. (laughs) Okay. Let's start with our bodies. (laughs) Our body count. So Bill Murray plays Frank Detour, the most disgusting man I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess he technically kind of, he's depressed, man. I don't know. His wife's dead. Which is a real dark premise for a kid's movie. You know why she died, right? Actually, I don't remember. Because she ate like shit like he did. Oh, uh, okay. So then he's like, I'm going to resign myself to the same fate. Yeah. And be with my wife. I don't think it's that. I think he's just eating just like, oh, that's a shame. wonder how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame? <laughs> I imagine. Definitely wasn't from our unhealthy lifestyle. We <laughs> like, need to eat these three pizzas to wait away the terrors of my wife's passing. Well, actor. He has 92 credits to his name. All the way back in 1973, he did a short called The Hat Act. His first movie would be Tarzoon, Shame of the Jungle. <laughs> Y'all know Bill Murray. I mean, if you don't know Bill Murray, you have not lived. <laughs> you have not lived. Ghostbusters, man. Ghostbusters. It's debatable on where his first breakout role was. I'm going to yeah. say it was in 1979 when he did Meatballs. Okay. But come around the 80s, he would do Caddyshack in 1980. One year later, he'd do Stripes. One year later, he'd do Tootsie. One year later, he'd do Ghost... Actually, two years later, he'd do Ghostbusters. 1983, all he did was he was Mr. McNulty in Square Pegs. Yeah. That's where Sarah Jessica Parker got her start, though. He was in Little Shop of Horrors, Scrooged. Yeah. Ghostbusters 2. He has... Groundhog Day. An eclectic filmography. Ed Wood, Space Jam, Wild Things, Rushmore, now, Hamlet, Charlie's Angels. Not all that. All that he regrets is Garfield. <laughs> yeah. One of his most popular movies is one of the he would do around the same time he'd do Osmosis Jones, and that's Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. Voice of Garfield in 04. And he still signed on to do Tale of Two Kitties two years later. Was he like, did he need to eat that year or those couple he, years? He hated Garfield, but for some reason, maybe it was because, was that movie successful at all? I don't know. I remember having a big ad campaign. Yeah. You ever see... The stand-in they used for Garfield before they animated it. The stand-in? No. Yeah. In the live-action movie of Garfield, obviously Garfield is animated. Mm. So it's basically they're just interacting with a cartoon. But to kind of make it easier on the actors, they put a stand-in plush of Garfield. Mm -hmm. But what they tried to do was they didn't just put like a Garfield plush. They just put in like – no, they put in like – a stand-in of, like, the live-action Garfield, sort of. Oh, but it was tried to make it look, like... Like, realistic. close to the CGI as possible. Yeah. It's bad, man, because its eyes are all fucked up. So this is what they used to interact with during the scenes in the oh movie. My God. <laughs> Everyone look up stand-in prop Garfield, or live-action Garfield prop. And it kind of just looks like a scruffy cat. How is he in... Giant yellow eyes. It almost looks like Jabba. How is he in Double Tap? How he died he? in the first one. I didn't see Double Tap. I don't know. Maybe he comes back as a zombie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Technically, that should happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was in Get Smart. He was in City of Ember. He was, in the, he was Peter Venkman in the Ghostbusters video game. Yeah. Moonrise Kingdom, Zombieland 1, and apparently Zombieland Double Tap. He was Ice Pick in Dumber Dumber 2. 
Saint Vincent, I remember that one as well. He was Baloo in the live action Jungle Book. Bill Murray is the man. He is the man. He's done a lot. And 73 episodes of Saturday Night Live between <laughs> 1977 and 2008. Well, I guess you could even say that's probably where he truly got a start was mm. on Saturday Night Live. He has four he has four things coming out, one in pre-production, three in post-production. The one I want to mention is he's returning as Peter Venkman in Ghostbusters 2020. Is that a sequel to the, the female Ghostbusters? It is a that... sequel to, I don't know. Interesting. Next... Let's get inside that body. No, we got to talk about one other character, one other main body, which is Elena Franklin, who plays Shane. She was born in 1988 in New York City, and she only has 10 actress credits. Her career basically ended in 2011. She she was Mandy and Bully. (laughs) Oh. Myth America. Not Mike Tyson Lisp. Saying Miss America. Myth America. Myth as in <laughs> Mythbusters America. 1998, she started. And then Osmosis Jones would be her second feature film after that. She would also star in Life is Hot in Cracktown and Goy Band, which is like a boy band, but they're Jews, I assume. Or girls. Oh, I remember <laughs> this movie. Why did I? Why do I remember this movie? Goy band we looked up before Not and it redirected this casino is kosher. <laughs> I forget when we looked this up, but um Goy band redirects that movie poster says Falling Star and I don't remember who was in it or maybe someone that directed it. I love the tag. Dirty Dancing meets my big fat Greek wedding with a touch of a hip hop fiddler on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Oh god. I don't remember why I remember this name, but uh we've looked at Goy band before. All right, let's move into the body. Inside the body. Inside the body is Chris Rock. <laughs> Chris Rock is, as an actor, he's Chris Rock. Stacked with 76 credits, less than Bill Murray, but enough. He started in Crush Groove I mean, in 1985, <laughs> where he is an uncredited role as person standing next to club phone during fight. Oh, yeah. His first role that a feature film role that he would star in is uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Wait, did Chris Rock ever do anything with Eddie Murphy besides that? What, uh, I feel like I've seen him in something with Eddie Murphy. I don't know. He is also in I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, which I believe Tony Cox was in. New Jack City. Madagascar movies. Uh, yeah, he is Marty in Madagascar. He is Yuckmouth <laughs> in Panther. He did some uh, episodes of In Living Color. But I think it was the later episodes of In Living Color that weren't as good when all of that original cast left. And it was just like yeah, he was David uh, Alan Greer and someone else. Dr. Doolittle, voice of Rodney, which I think was the dog. Yeah. Chris Rock has one of those very notable yeah, voices. He's great, he's great for animation. Yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja, great Chris Farley movie. Uh, an episode of Martin. He was in the Moxie and Flea show. I did not realize he was the uh, – Oh, he must have been the voice of Flea later on because the Moxie and Flea show was actually one of the first animated shows on Cartoon Network. Well, I guess it was one of Cartoon Network's first ever shows. Yeah. That doesn't make sense that it would be the first animated show. He was in Pauly Shore is Dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pootie Tang, Osmosis Jones. Around the time that he'd do Osmosis Jones, he also did Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He has been in Kevin Smith movies. Yep. He was also in Dogma as well. Yeah. Uh, Nurse Betty. He was in... Uh, he's in AI. He was in A Very Merry Christmas, that 2015 TV special. 
Yep. He's Kurt McKenzie in Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2. You know, I like those movies. Uh, most recently, he's been in the Fargo TV show for 10 episodes as L- Loy Cannon. Yeah, yeah. He is working on projects as well. He also, like Bill Murray, has four projects coming out. One is in pre, three is in post. Oh, God. He was the in the one... music video for the little Noss and Billy Ray Cyrus Old Town Road. Oh, is he really? <laughs> yeah. As the sheriff. The one that I want to mention is that he's in an untitled Saw project. Oh. We haven't mentioned, but it's probably fitting to mention. Uh, he is the voice of Chris in Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah. Because that's that a story movie, about his life. <laughs> that's about him and how Terry Crews was his dad. And how he's very frugal with his money. Yeah. And how his, older, his younger brother was better at him than everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drix is played by David Hyde Pierce, and David Hyde Pierce is an actor. Yeah, Chris Rock's best friend. (laughs) David Hyde Pierce. And he has a very familiar face, and kind of a familiar voice. Yeah. Kind of like the very, like, straight man. Yeah, yeah. David Hyde Pierce is Frasier, right? Yeah, he's in Frasier. He is Frasier. He's Niles Crane, that's right. (laughs) He is the man from Frasier. He is Frasier. Yeah, he is slim in Bugs Life, that's right. He started in 1985- in um, Moving Violations, he's an immigration officer. He is in Spencer for Hire. That is a good show about things happening in Boston. He was in uh, he was in Adam's Family Values. Mm-hmm. Um, he was David Pierce. When his first, yeah, there's a lot of TV when his career first started out. Yeah, a lot of TV as David Pierce. Uh, the first time he would stop that, he would be in an episode of Dream On in 1992. He'd do Sleepless in Seattle. He'd do Adam's Family Values. Wolf Nixon. Um, he did uh, a Bug's Life. He did a Bug's Life. He's video slim. Game. Yeah, he's the stick bug. Um, he was in Hercules the TV show. Wet Hot American Summer, the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, Full Frontal Treasure Planet. He's Doctor Doppler in yeah, that. Uh, in the video game, he's Abe Sapien in Hellboy in '04, but he's uncredited. He's Abe Sapien. Yeah, I always thought Abe Sapien. Uh, well, it must have been after that first one. Where it changed to that other guy who had like the weird lanky body. Yeah, Cecil Torlinger and Felix in the Terwilling Terwilling Terwilliger, Cecil Terwilliger, uh, who <laughs> well, was never who was a reoccurring character in The Simpsons, and by reoccurring I mean he was in two episodes, one in 1997, the other in 2007, and he was Felix in a 2014 episode. Yeah, Commander Chiphead. In Sesame Street. In Sesame Street. In Sesame Street. Chiphead. Frank Prady in The Good Wife. Dr. Jones in When We Rise, a TV miniseries. Julie's Green Room as David Hyde Pierce. And he is filming The Georgetown Project right now, okay. which is scheduled to release next year. Drix is kind of a that pushover. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah. That hardworking cold medicine. Lawrence Fishburne plays Thrax, our villain. And it's really... I know Lawrence Fishburne's voice, yeah. and I always forget that he is Thrax while I was watching this movie because it doesn't sound like Lawrence Fishburne. No, I mean, his voice is a little... What's that movie that I saw with him where he was like, he had the pigeons? The pigeons? He's like the oh, pigeon man. Oh, 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 it's... I think that was a TV show. No, it was a movie. It was a movie that I saw in theaters, I remember. He had like pigeons and shit, and then yeah, they killed him on a roof. Oh, it was fucking John Wick. Yeah, it was John Wick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he started in 1972 in Give If You Give a Dance, You Gotta Pay the Band, a TV movie where he played Fish. Yeah. Fish. <laughs> yeah. 
Cornbread Earl and Me, where he played Wilford Robinson in 1975. He was credited as Lawrence Fishburne the Third, and this kind of he gets he gets a bunch of different credits well, throughout like his he... early career, where he was that. He was also Larry Fishburne, yeah, or Larry Fishburne the Third. It's very weird. Um, let's fast forward to the mid '80s, where he would do the Cotton Club. Uh, Rumblefish. Quick talk about Apocalypse Now, bro. Ah, uh, yeah, this could talk about Apocalypse Now and Mash and, and Death, Death Wish, Wish Two. <sighs> I forgot about those. and the Color Purple. Well, that's I was gonna 85. say Color Purple. Yeah, Othello fled Event Horizon. Hoodlum. He's done all kinds. Nightmare on Elm Street Three. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. Mission Impossible Three. Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Around the time that he did Osmosis Jones, he did Once in the Life, Biker Boys, and he was Morpheus in The Matrix. Yeah, he did Boys in the Hood. Uh, he did King of New York. He Days of Wrath. 17 episodes of Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> oh my god, he was Cowboy Curtis. I forgot about that. <laughs> he was thin. He did Othello. He's Perry White in Man of Steel. He's Omar in Ride Along. He is Lawrence Fishburne in The Muppets. <laughs> He did Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. And he's Thrax in Osmosis Jones. <laughs> he's Thrax in Osmosis He is uh, Bowery King in John Wick. Yeah. That is his name. He was in Fantastic Four. As he, was the, he was the Silver Surfer's voice. Really? Really? That was Lawrence Fishburne. Wow. <laughs> I mean like the 07 one. Mm. Most recently he's working on a TV series called Hashtag Free Ray Sean uh, this year. He has... Three projects coming out, two in pre, one in post. The one in post is called Brother's Keeper. He plays Harold Crew. Oh, God. Whitey Powers and Mystic River. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. I think Morpheus is probably his most remembered role. For memes, definitely. (laughs) Dude, they did that fucking Matrix shot in Osmosis Jones during the fight. Yeah. They really fucking love it. People (laughs) loved the Matrix. Dude, it was... Well, I guess it makes sense because he is fighting Lawrence Fishburne. It was an iconic movie for its time. Yeah, but that shot got used in, like, everything from, like, Backstreet Boys music videos to, like... That movie was, like, everything you didn't think you could do as a nerd put into a movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how they did that, actually. What, The Matrix? The Matrix shot, where it's, like, you move the camera, but everything Uh, moves in place. I don't know what that is. I don't know! It's a bunch of just hanging bullets from the ceiling, and he's just like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Has to stay in that position. Mayor, Fle- <laughs> Mayor Fleming, who is also kind of an antagonist, is played by William Shatner. He's just kind of like a bumbling. Yeah, I mean, it's assuming uh, moron. Who cares more about? It's not good to have phlegm in your body. So, Mayor Fleming, without mucus, your stomach would digest itself. Yeah. Well. So maybe you do want it. I don't know. I think I'd rather have phlegm than a colonic. <laughs> I love how they didn't even name him, like, they could have just named him Colon. Like, why Colonic? Because a colonic's a process. Like, <laughs> Well, he he is a process. <laughs> yeah. His platform is a process. That's true. William Shatner got started in The Butler's Night Off in 1951. He also did an episode of Howdy Doody in 1954. He's been around. A while. A while. <laughs> a while. He is, I don't even, I'm not even going to look. Besides, he played Star chorus. Trek, man. Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek, The Christmas Tree, a TV movie in 1958. He has always been busy. How many credits does he have to his name? 200-something. 242. 
Dude has been working. I mean, working. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so besides Captain Kirk in Star Trek, right? Yeah. What other things can we think of off the top of our heads? Because we can't go through all of these. Oh, man. It's hard to even scroll and find things. I know. Dude, he was in, he was in Over the Hedge. <laughs> I was going to say, he's Aussie in Over the Hedge. He was, oh, he was in that uh, one spinoff movie, Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. True, the true underdog story or whatever. I do remember that. I do. Um, he was in Third Rock from the Sun for a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Psycho 2, All-American Girl, the video. This dude's been in a lot of Star Trek. A lot of Star Trek. He was in Miss Congeniality. He was also in Tech War. He was in a lot of Tech, tech War. Wars, which were apparently war. a series of TV movies. Boston Legal, which my mother loves that. It's with uh, James Spader. Uh-huh. Loaded Weapon 1. Is he in a C-Lab, right? Uh, he's in a Christmas Horror Story. He's Captain Kirk in uh, Family Guy, The Quest for Stuff. Uh, William Shatter, War Chronicles, obviously. He plays himself as the narrator. Haven, he's Croatoan. Uh, he is Two Face in Batman versus Two Face. He is Grand he Sheldon's love interest in. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I thought it was Spock. We we're also missing out. He didn't have. He's important to the lore, but he didn't do a lot of episodes. He's Juliet O'Hara's father in Psych. Oh yeah, yeah. He's Frank O'Hara. He's also in an alternate video for Bruno Mars' Lazy Song. Brandy Norwood, who is the voice of Leah Estrogen. I did not know that Estrogen was the last name. (laughs) The Estrogen and Bill Murray. The Estrogen inside Bill Murray. The Estrogen and the semen. (laughs) So I realize why I recognize Brandy Norwood, and it's because she was Moesha. Brandy has not done a lot. She's done a lot of stuff with her own name in it. (laughs) I guess she. Well, yeah, because she's Brandy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't familiar with her as a singer, but yeah, she does music. Yeah, she was uh, in an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She got her start in acting roles as Brandy Beachwood, uncredited in Arachnophobia in 1990. She had a song, Chris Brown, man. (laughs) Yeah, she was in. I still know what you did last summer, but not. I know what you did last summer. Which I haven't seen the second one. After Moesha would finish up, she would do Osmosis Jones. And then she would move on to mostly more focus on her singing career. Yeah, it definitely seems like that's her primary focus. But recently she's done, like, the star TV series uh, as Cassie Brown. She's done some shorts recently for, like like you said, music videos and, you know, album concept art stuff or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she's in something, or she's rumored to be in something uh, coming out recently called Signs of Love. Yeah. With someone named Vivian. I think it's interesting. She got a feature. Um, she got Con- Kanye as a feature in 2004. That's like r- wicked early. Is that before he released anything? Before? No, he was probably doing mixtapes. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think he's been, I think Kanye has been coming out with mixtapes since the later. Really? Maybe. Yeah. No. Uh. Maybe I just think early of, I just think of studio releases. Yeah, I think just like early two. Okay, but uh, Das Brandy, Das Brandy, Das Brandy. Who else we got to talk about? Uh, we don't have any more in depth people to talk about. However, we are going to mention some names of some people who were uh, also featured in this movie. Tom Kalanick, who is Mayor Fleming's re-election opponent, is played by Ron Howard. Yeah, Kidney Rock, who in the scene in the club. Is singing Cool Daddy Cool is Kid Rock. And I guess you could have, like, can you imagine if they switched 
like the scenarios and Kid Rock was Osmosis and Chris Rock was yeah, Kid Yeah, yeah. Uh, Molly Shannon is Mrs. Boyd. So, cast being done, let's talk about our soundtrack. soundtrack was composed and conducted by randy edelman and ready randy edelman in the music department has done all kinds of stuff a lot of like action and like kind of violent live action movies yeah but he started in 1972 where he was a composer uh for outside in and then he did original song composition for a chipmunk christmas and he did a bunch of chipmunk stuff and then he'd do gettysburg dragonheart anaconda he was the conductor. <laughs> a lot of these are conductor and orchestrator. Um, Ed TV, the TV movie Boys Will Be Boys. Around the time he did Osmosis Jones, he would also do Shanghai Noon and Corky Romano. Oh, I did The Skulls. I love The Skulls. It's such a good skulls. movie. He's a conductor in the 2007 live-action adaptation of Underdog starring Jason Lee. Uh, Balls of Fury, 27 Dresses, The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. He was also... Uh, on Son of the Mask. He was in Son of the Mask, yeah. He did the uh, 2000, another Christian connection. He did the 2006 miniseries for the Ten Commandments. Yep. And he did, the as a composer most recently, he was in the reboot series of MacGyver. The Last of the Mohicans, Six Days, Seven Nights. Right. The, the, the soundtrack in this, there is a soundtrack that exists that is original. Obviously, Edelman did it. Compared to a lot of animated movies of the time, it's nothing special. No, not really. Uh, and it's not used. It's it's not one that you refer to immediately when you think of the Osmosis Jones soundtrack. Say compared to like sometimes, you know, if the story is good enough, sometimes the soundtrack doesn't matter that much because your mind's not really paying that much attention to it, attention to it. Sure, sure. But I don't even think that the movie's story justifies just no. like how average the soundtrack is. Yeah. Dude. The soundtrack that is comprised of licensed music in this movie, though. is, is That's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Very uh, late 90s hip-hop inspired. Yeah, but... Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it makes sense for, like, the feeling. Or, like, of R&B hip-hop. Yeah, because he's, like, kind of young cop. Doesn't give a crap. White blood cell cop. <laughs> yeah. He's a blue white blood cell cop. <laughs> yeah, they're blue. Did they not want to make them white? Because aren't know. they actually white? Uh, That's yeah. why they call them white blood cells. I don't know. Maybe it's, I mean, maybe it just wouldn't would have been too hard to animate just an entirely like white character. Yeah. You think about it, like every bit of him is blue, besides like his eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But eh, it's it's 
dude, it's I, a good it's a good soundtrack. The licensed music soundtrack is a little better than the uh the Edelman composed soundtrack. No right. trash to Edelman. Speaking just, of soundtracks, I started watching The Mandalorian recently. Yeah, that soundtrack for that show is amazing. So good. I hear it's the best Star Wars thing ever. Oh, it's really good. All right, let's let's talk about Osmosis Jones now and how I'm ready to get sick again. Zvenning, I felt really sick, and then we did. And then I felt really gross about the snotty kid and bad Santa. Oh yeah. And now I gotta watch Frank the Tour just get just proceedingly more disgusting. Yeah. I'm not ready for it. You notice to date this during the uh, production splash screen, Warner Brothers Pictures is an AOL Time Warner company <laughs> because the internet oh. is this fresh new thing. Oh one, oh one. So, I mean, it's only two years at, or it's only a year after when they thought like all of the world. Yeah, was planes were gonna from fall the from the sky because computers didn't know how to differentiate the year 2000 from the year one therefore like, if the computer says one then time will revert to one so our first scene is uh it, it, we're at the zoo where bill murray works at frank takes place at the zoo which i don't know where the zoo is the yeah, memorial zoo which, i'm going to assume the memorial zoo i don't know which zoo this sets the stage for how disgusting frank is uh how much he seems to care for his daughter how much he loves eggs just one egg yeah, but he's just I've never seen somebody just cover what is that? Mayo Ranch or something something? I don't want to think about this. This is gonna Man. be a very hard watch for all right, me. Alright, alright, I gotta pause this because like there's a video that my cousin showed me of like this guy and he literally he, he's a YouTuber that just like is disgusting. Is That's it which one is it? Is it Joey's World Tour? I don't know. It's just a dude. He calls himself like a gluttonous beast. <laughs> I don't know. He's he, like, all he does is he makes like these gross, disgusting sounds. He's got a fat stomach. And like one of the videos you showed me, he like has an entire rotisserie chicken, covers the whole rotisserie chicken with mayo, and then like eats the entire th- Oh, it's disgusting. You know, I'm a gluttonous beast. <laughs> <laughs> He's eating the whole rotisserie chicken. He is a living sin. Yeah. (laughs) Bill Murray is just, he covered it in something. I'm assuming it's like a packet of mayo is what it looks like. Packet of mayo and salt? Yeah, just a buttload of salt. Yeah. So. He's he's gross. He's disgusting. And Shane is basically trying to tell him that he should, you know, diet, eat fruits and vegetables. He keeps, like, salting it. Like, I mean, the entire time he's having a conversation with this girl, he's salting this egg. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He drops the egg. Yeah. He's like, you Into know, the chimpanzee high. pen, which the chimpanzee puts it in his mouth. And he fights with Bill. Or he fights with Frank. And he ends up choking the monkey. <laughs> yeah. He straight up, like, you know, I guess he's abusing this monkey for someone who works at the zoo. <laughs> yeah. And he takes it. And he goes, 10-second rule. As Shane's like, don't eat that. He goes, 10-second rule. Uh, One, it's the five-second rule. Two, Two, is in a monkey's mouth. We're not worried about the ground. The ground is the least of our problems here. It's definitely the monkey. Definitely. So we transport into the mouth. Yeah, and now that we're inside of the mouth, it switches to the animation. 
Helicopter. <laughs> helicopter. So like, like yeah. yeah, helicopter like looking for people. Germs. Yeah, it doesn't really explain why they're just like flying around the mouth. <laughs> also, I don't think white blood cells hang out in the mouth because there's no blood in the mouth. Well, I mean, like right. uh, in. I'm assuming if he's not that healthy, those gums are probably bleeding all the time. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. But they're scouting out germs, and there's like an egg of a germ from the egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's kind of weird. This feels like. An immigration thing. I know. <laughs> like, I don't want to make the allegory, but it's it, it's kind of an allegory. For they didn't like, choose to be there, man. They just got thrown into the... I mean, it's it's more of, like, I guess, slavery. <laughs> they were brought here with, like, against their, their own will. Maybe. And then, okay, yeah, the germs just, like, Steal had a car. A car. Yeah. They had a car. No, they didn't. They stole it. Where? They stole there was it a car in the mouth? Yeah. See? The cops are chasing after them. And then they steal it. Also, I like the wheels. Yeah, <laughs> the wheels on this thing. They take it and then they just they just go. They're like, "Yeah, this is our car now, police officers." <laughs> and this is basically Jones. Jones is is looking to do. I don't. He's understand looking for a little the, more action in his. I don't understand position. the conception of the weapons in this in this <laughs> this movie. Um, like he's just got a gun know. with a mouth on it. It's shooting spit. Like <laughs> so, Frank yawns, which shoves them down into the esophagus. And the I chase the... continues in downtown Frank. Yeah. And this dude, I couldn't stop thinking, reminds me, uh, he asked, he asked the, he's the kid what his plans are. And he's going to take his girlfriend to, to the kidneys to see the, the stones. stones. Yeah. I love and how. And he's saying they could pass any day now. I love how all That's... the characters have either like regular eyebrows or a unibrow. Yeah. <laughs> that guy looked like Bob Pataki from Hey Arnold. who <laughs> sold Bob's beepers. He reminded me of him. And it reminded me of how much I'd rather have been watching Hey Arnold <laughs> instead yeah. of this. But watch, I thought that was very clever. You can watch Hey Arnold whenever, man. I know. I thought it was incredibly clever. Yeah. They could pass any day. Because basically people were thinking that the Stones were going to die in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, they're still the Rolling Bones. Soon they'll end up doing their own Touch of Grey video. Except it'll be like real skeletons. Yeah, just in they had the sign for Kidney Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They chose two people that no one cared about in, the, in 2001. Kid Rock and the Stones. <laughs> Kid Rock and Uncle Cracker. Dude, Kid Rock was super popular back then. Because that's no probably one. when Devil Without a Cause came out. Yeah. They're still in this high-speed chase. <laughs> They're still in this high-speed chase. Yeah, and the... Jones blows it because he jumps out of the helicopter because he really wants to catch this guy. Because he calls it his. Yeah, he's, he's you know, very uh, inexperienced. Not necessarily inexperienced, but he's very young and cocky and yeah. thinks that he can kind of do whatever he needs to do. That made no sense. He can just he's morph his body. He's a fucking blood cell, bro. Know, it's but... osmosis. He wants the god osmosis. Yeah. So he goes to shoot the 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 he comes, cruiser, the yeah, cruiser, whatever that thing, bubble cell mobile thing is. <laughs> he and fires and completely misses, and then hits the main nerve, nerve receptor, receptor, which results in explosion. <laughs> it results in Frank always pulls to the right. <laughs> it results in Frank having just a complete leg spasm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's almost like he's having a leg seizure. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love how a lot of this wow. is due to like, you know, oh, you need to eat better, like you're going to die because, you know, you're you're unhealthy and you're eating like crap, but like all of this bad body stuff is due to like the cells messing up in his body. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's scary. I'm glad that's not well, I mean, not like that, but yeah, like one, they could fuck up. One bad boy cell inside your body that's just Chris Rock's voice. <laughs> uh, he blows the chase. Yeah. And the muscle 
inflammates or inflames or whatever as a result of the nerve receptor getting taken out. Yeah. And we go back up to the mouth where we have more white blood cells that are cleaning up yeah, I love how germs. He, they're a lot less threatening germs. He stretches his arm, like one of the cleaners, like stretches his arm like he's putting on gloves. Gloves, yeah. And it's just it's, his arm. And it just snaps back into place. <laughs> weird. As this little alien dude is about to get sucked in by our tartar control or whatever yeah, you want to call it. He turns him. around and notices then the big chunk that he was sucking out. He's like, he's gone. He's, his buddy is gone. Artie's gone. Artie is gone. But Artie was like sucked in himself. Oh yeah, somehow he was like and gross cavity of I don't know what it I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, it's it's just a mesh of gunk and stuff from that egg, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> and then here we get introduced to Thrax. Thrax. And Thrax is a what he's a representative of a what a pathogenic path- virus. Pathogenic virus. And he has that one he has a finger, a finger of disease. And this this is pretty fucked up. Yeah. It literally he, he touches, touches him, him and his like his eye. <laughs> he like yeah, he like if it was if he was watching a person do it, it'd be like if their whole body just started to disintegrate and explode. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. And uh and I don't understand cuz that's like contagious, right? Yeah. The whole thing is it's contagious. How is this alien just not He's standing on it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's more just how they animated it. Like, you know, it was just on his feet or whatever. Yeah. But. He survived. We find out that thing survived. Yeah. I think I'll turn up the heat in here. Thrax takes his flaming ship down, down, down to the stomach. Yeah, I guess it's basically just supposed to be well, like well, a temperature. It, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he has a fever. And yeah, while, fla- while slashing his throat. And, and he gives him what is associated with a common cold. Yeah. Well, I guess not, it wouldn't even... Oh, yeah, I love uh, our founder, the sperm cell. Yeah. <laughs> the statue. <laughs> I didn't, I've never even, <laughs> I didn't even see that. The fa- Yeah, our founder. Mayor Fleming's talking about construction on a third chin. So he's basically, Mayor Fleming is almost, so he is, he is the. He's supposed to be a representation of the politician who can promise like everything but can accomplish nothing. Nothing, yeah. And he's, he's pretty much the, the sole in charge of Frank and can yeah. take control of Frank even. Yeah. But um almost like his conscience in a way. Yeah, he he's definitely like the politician that just ignores all the actual problems yeah. of the city, which is you would think I don't know how the they million see, membrane march. I don't know how they see their predicament if they know that they're like just running a body, but you would think regardless of how you are as a politician that you wouldn't want your s- world to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he's a good, fair representation of gluttony. Yeah. Like, you controlling mean, Frank and kind of refusing to do anything about anything because... I, don't, I, I guess I'm assuming for him it's more about, like, greed, but... Greed, gluttony, yeah, sloth, all of those things. Uh, and while this is all happening, they look at... Uh, they're you watching see, a... It's like a commercial. It's a political ad yeah. for uh, Mayor Kalonic talking about Mayor Fleming's... Hasn't delivered on any promises, and he wants to like. He envisions like a better Frank, like yeah. healthier eating. Basically, would inspire Frank to be like healthier, and all of that. And Mayor Kalonic approaches a boy named Billy, and he goes, "What's that smell?" And he goes, "It's the smell of change." And he takes his head and he spins it around 180 degrees and snaps his neck. But yeah, now we go back to reality, and we're in Frank's house, and you can see that he just like his. House is 
disgusting. Yeah, really. he's going leg. He's got a giant thing of fried chicken, like a bucket of Kentucky fried chicken just sitting next to him. Yeah. What's up with the bingo thing? Bingo. Or like the airport highway LED board on their doorway? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like decoration? <laughs> that's weird. And notice he has a bunch of license plates on his, and they all say retired. He's what he wishes he could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's having trouble swallowing because he messed up the throat. Yeah, well, the, and yeah, the throat's messed up. So, well, I guess didn't remember. she goes and checks him up and says that. Yeah, he, look, she's a doctor. <laughs> yeah, she's a doctor and says, I'm going to call a doctor. And Fleming overrides Frank, which means that when he speaks, Frank will speak. Yeah. Which is not, it's only for emergencies, but he does it anyway. And says, maybe I'll just take a cold pill. And puts away the chicken leg. I don't understand because it never really explains why Mayor Fleming is so against him, like being healthy. <laughs> because he, because he is Frank in a way. Yeah, that's true. So like it leads to him. Like Fleming is the opposite. Like colonic is like the conscience of like eating healthy and yeah. being like mindful of your body. Fleming is not that. Yeah, they have so many references to so many adult things. Like they have, like in this one, he said he has six counts of what was it, adrenaline? Six micrograms of stolen adrenaline. Yeah, and and he was this like, guy's. Yeah, this guy's like, I was old enough for my cousin. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like he had cocaine on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jones is hiding behind him as they go because he doesn't want to get made fun of by the station for the whole chase that he blew. Yeah, he's basically, you know, he he's the laughing stock of the police station. He's not the. He's, he's a detective, I'm assuming, not a regular cop. Yeah, yeah, sort of, like a detective. But um, all the everyone's laughing at them because he's like, this dude was bigger than the average germ. And then the big buff woman cop holds up the germ, who is half the height of Jones, who is the smallest cop. Yeah. And the chief calls him in angrily, talking about how... There was all kinds of issues going up in the throat. Shane almost called the doctor on him. Yeah. And the cold pill's coming down, and you're costing it. You should be up in the mouth. You so I'm assuming that happen. they, like, or I mean, assuming that, that they don't like the doctor because that means that they can't do their own jobs, I guess. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. His chief's, wife. <laughs> chief's wife is pretty, pretty bad. Uh, the chief is not an antagonist, as you might think, in this. He's actually, because he hates Fleming, too. Yeah. He's honestly just like a general, like that old general, like stereotypical, pissed off, mad fat, like police chief. <laughs> so he goes, where was I after he's on it's the phone? It's so weird that they have that translucent layer around them. Well, yeah, their membrane. Yeah. Chief says, where was I? Jones said, oh, yeah, you're going to like give me a promotion up at the mouth to a particular position. He goes, you know what? I am going to do that. And Jones is super stoked about it, and he's going, I'm going to send you to the throat to deal with whatever's going on out there, um, but we got to meet with the coal pill first. And he's like, you think I'm going to let you out there with, you know, just you? Yeah. No, 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 no. So he goes down to the stomach to meet the cold pill, Drix and all. Yeah, which he just took. So he's just like, they just already know that it's in the body, and I guess just like waiting there for them ready to fight or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And this is like a regular subway too. Yeah, there's like weird, like red blood cells. Oh yeah, here's the the joke. Yeah. So you see the uh, he's walking through. Yeah, and then nope, no semen. <laughs> oh, I didn't say no semen. Well, it's, you know, it's he's wearing clothes. He's a dressed like a sailor. He says no. The guy says, oh, I think he's, he's. I thought he said no semen. It's the uncut version or just the dirty brain. But he doesn't yours. let him in. He's in the stomach. Yeah, doesn't have to be semen though, because he's red. 
He's dressed as a sailor. He's bloody seaman. Going into the stomach. And he stops him. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, buddy. No semen in here. Uh, now we get introduced to Miss Leah Estrogen. Well, we get, we, we're introduced to her prior. Well, yeah, but not really introduced like who she is. No. kind of. But uh, she is the secretary of Mayor Fleming. Yeah. And she meets with Jones at the stomach. And he throws on that Chris Rock charm. <laughs> yeah, the great thing about the Osmosis Jones transformations is that he is just like a membrane, a, b- a white blood cell. He's able to transform his body to make himself look buffer or freakier yeah. if he needs to. And he's got that whole chin thing going on. Yeah, there are dudes, look- dude, there are dudes that look like that now. <laughs> yeah, and he like slicks back his fake ass hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The faces in this movie. You're kind of creepy, but. They're a little weird. I don't well, like that they're one. They're very disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> they're very, they're very. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like them. Something's gonna happen that I don't like. Drixenol. <laughs> Drixenol has arrived, and for this giant pill to have one little dude come out of it, yeah, is uh, is something. Does he pilot the pill? Does he just hang out I don't in there? Think you need to pilot it. It just gets well because they down. got like because they got the guy like air traffic controller down there like bringing in the pill. Oh, maybe I don't know. It's very weird. It's a big dude though. Yeah, and he smells like cherry apparently. <laughs> very cherry. So, and he, and he's cool because he's it animated. Uses your coughs and sneezes, and, and he does basically the whole commercial. Yeah, he's interesting because he's animated in three D. Yeah. While everyone else is 2D. Pretty much, yeah. And, yeah, Oz, I, I didn't ever notice until this point, like, Ozzy has weird faces I don't like. They almost look like the faces are too big. Sinister. And, yeah, sinister, big, disproportionate to the head that he has to I mean, have a face. If he can rearrange anything to kind of do what it wants, then. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And he has teeth. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of crooked at some points. But. Does that mean he has smaller, like, what? There's so many questions. It's, you know, it's life brought to cells. Yeah. <laughs> Leah says that she's going to get someone else. She's going to call the chief, get someone else. And he goes, yeah. give me this chance. Yeah, I need this shot. chance. Shot. He goes, okay. And him and Drix are going to go be buddy cops. Drix cannot fit in the car. He can't fit in the car. And he has this propulsion coming from the bottom of him that just kind of looks like bubbles. Yeah. And he goes, what have you been eating? He goes, like, it's my self-propulsion. And he goes, well, I'm leaving the windows open because <laughs> yeah. I don't want your propulsion stinking up the car. Oh, man. And they're talking about, like, oh, he's like a college boy or whatever because he's – Drix and all was a pill studied at a college. Yeah. Like, that they invented. So he, like, graduated with all the students that discovered him, basically. Yeah. Ozzie, I was in the crack. Ozzy <laughs> is talking about all of the disgusting shit that he has been through. Yeah. Because he's, like, from the poor area. And there's a really Some good line. Del- and cellulite sandwiches. Yeah. There's a, there's a great d- delivery from Drix where he just goes, I get it. You're poor. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever tried to blow dry your hair with a fart? (laughs) I want to know who this movie was made for. I don't know. Look at this blaze. This blaze that's really just throat inflammation. Yeah. Yeah, it shows it as, like, actually being on fire. Yeah, and they got white blood cells as, like, firefighters, like, trying to cool, cool the throat. And the cold pill basically just has this fire hydrant arm cannon attachment where he just cools it himself yeah i mean he is there for sore throats and fevers 
And he can apparently, because of the self-propulsion, he's able to just kind of walk on anything. Well, just kind of float, I guess. Yeah. He steps in some of the, uh, yeah, he, he steps in some of the, I guess, virus residue that he had left over. Mm. And while, while he's searching through these, these caverns, these hollowed-out caverns that have elements of Thrax's disease kind of, like, pulsing. Yeah. He finds that weird little, alien little dude. Germ. Ger- yeah, I guess it's a germ. And he... he Does it speak Spanish? He speaks Spanish, <laughs> which is why I think that. it might be Carlos Elazarqui. Uh He refers to La, La Muerte Roja, which is the Red Death. Yeah. And he is immediately frozen to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By Drix, who's just chilling. Like, what'd you do that for, man? I'm yeah. soothing the irritation. And he... Um, he uh, he accidentally freezes him, and Jones is pissed because that's the one witness to like something bigger than a cold is happening here. Yeah, and he immediately buys it, like obviously because this witness is freaked out. And well, it's also you know it was just a random German. It wasn't necessarily afraid yeah. of dying. It was more afraid of whatever the fuck was going on. Jones takes the witness because yeah, it might like, be handy. Yeah, I guess he's gonna unfreeze it. And we are uh, we go back to a live action segment. We're introduced to Bob in this scene, uh, which is his best friend. I've never seen a cigar fit so perfectly. <laughs> yeah, like that is tucked like just perfectly in the corner. Of yeah, and he's doing and he's dialoguing with it in his mouth the entire time. And he's not most of the movie. He dialogues with it it's like not that. Lit. <laughs> no, it's not lit. But they're asking what that smell is, and <laughs> because they're. You know, shoveling camel poop. Yeah. But it's actually Frank, Frank who doesn't have deodorant on because Shane won't let her use it because Shane believes that it causes cancer. Yeah. I guess that was also a rumor back in 2001. And we go back to an animated segment in the armpit where it's a sweat, it's a sweat lodge and the germ mafia <laughs> hangs out. Yeah. And Thrax has traveled somehow from the throat to the armpit to which he basically takes over. Uh, yeah, he uh, by killing the dawn of germs. The end game is because the germs can make the body sick, but he can yeah, kill. He can kill. So they say, "What's the what? What kind of virus are we talking about?" He goes, "Deadly." Yeah. So now back to live action. Shane shows up at the zoo, and basically they were talking about the hiking trip that he's Frank such a shitty father. He's, he's a like shitty father. he's like I did all my hiking for the week. I hiked to the liquor store, and this girl is the sole reason it's not dead. Like she's yeah. just like <laughs> yeah. And uh, they decided that they're going to take her to the rattlesnake pen where they're going to watch watch it swallow swallow a football. football. Animal handling practices no one, man. (laughs) At the zoo. Yeah. (laughs) But they're making a stop at the – I got uh, police work. (laughs) At the the department, police department, where he's he's actually just making a call to the the brain memory library. And of course, he's going to look officer, up the Red Death. He's got to stop at the donut shop. Yep. He asks about what La Muerte Roja means. It means Red Death. And uh, Drix <laughs> finds out he's actually sitting on the witness. Yeah. And takes an eye off of the witness. Yeah. He just kind of like either like plucks at it or pokes at it. Yeah. It just <laughs> like he, it it just falls because he holds it just by the eye, so the thing just kind of comes off but that thing can morph and mutate and it like popped more eyes out of its hands and fingers so i'm assuming it doesn't matter if it loses one probably not (laughs) it's a germ so to hide the fact that he did that he eats the eye oh god that's the least disgusting thing in this movie so uh i think this is probably the 
This movie's probably the most unhappy I've ever seen Bill Murray. <laughs> probably. Because you can't see his face in Garfield. You don't know how unstoked he is. Yeah. If I had to pick a movie that I would have regret doing, I would have probably picked this movie instead of Garfield. Garfield wasn't terrible. Not really. It was funny because of, it was because probably of just, Bill Murray. It was probably just something. I don't know if he actually regretted it. It was only okay because of Bill Murray. As Frank's walking, he sniffs pollen, pollen he is allergic to. Yeah. And we see in the nasal area, nasal cavity, the nose, if you will. Yeah, they got weapons, like, attached nasal. to everywhere around this body. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're natural defense systems. Yeah. You actually see, and I thought it was actually kind of cool, like, they're shooting, like, snot at the pollen to kind of, like, stop it from Yeah, because that's what you're, I mean, yeah. I guess your snot is supposed to be supposed to stop germs and bacteria from coming in through your nose. Yeah. Thrax stealth kills some dude in the uh, – it's essentially like a dam, like a power plant, yeah. but it's cartilage, and it's to um, keep the snot from leaking. Yeah, yeah. So one of the, one of the, crony, to... one of the cronies says, what, what are we doing here? All he's going to think is like it, he's going to have a runny nose. Like, They're going to think he has a common cold, yeah, which is going to exactly. distract you know, everybody from what he's actually doing. Yeah, which is killing him. So <laughs> – they find out I, – I thought it was really funny that um, you take the pollen, right? You yeah. grab the pollen. You take a bit of the center of it and you stretch it and it shrinks down all the little spires. <laughs> so you can wrap it around. Yeah. That's pretty funny. But he sneezes. Frank sneezes and this results in hurricane force winds in the nose. Oh, he's so gross. He's disgusting. Yeah. And, he, and he high fives a dude with the snot hand bad it's almost like the poop pretzel but it gets worse than the poop pretzel he's like relax this baby's built to last solid <laughs> cartilage not nah, he's about to die <laughs> like any moment yeah he's testing mucus viscosity and all of this stuff is happening and at the same time thrax basically cranks the pressure all the way up yeah he and gives then, him a cold basically yeah and then goes on to blow the entire dam which will result in a runny nose. But it's a little more than just a runny nose for... For them. For them. <laughs> yeah. For them. Which, does this happen to them every single time he gets a cold? <laughs> like, do I they have know. to rebuild that dam? I died. Every we single... will rebuild. I'm not sure. The dam breaks, which results in just a uh, a runny nose. The dam has exploded and they are now in a giant mucus wave. Well, yeah. a snot wave. <laughs> yeah, and it's... Uh, I don't want to look at his snot. He goes, oh, hey, Bob. Yeah, he goes, Bob, oh. what's over there? And he goes, he sniffs it back in. And basically the scene just reverses. <laughs> they were about to go out of the nose. Yeah. So the issue lies in the fact that everyone believes Jones burst the dam because yeah. he was the one that was up there. Yeah. And we go to parody, not quite CNN, NNN, the no, was it Nose News Network? Nerve News Network. That's yeah, right. Nerve, Nerve News Network. Network. They know, I mean, the, the pill was what there with him, though. He would know that he didn't do it. Um. And the the male host is a little more straightforward, just like here are all the disasters. Yeah. And then the the female is the one that lightens things up, which you'd think nothing about until but, we get later on in the movie. Yeah. Mayor Fleming doesn't address at Cerebellum Hall that basically it's the glutton just continues yeah. because he wants people to shy away from the fact that. You know, all of these problems are occurring in Frank, and uh, most people aren't aware of it. Yeah, Yeah, and we're going to award ourselves with going to the Buffalo Wing Festival in Buffalo, New York. And everyone should get excited. Happy Frank. 
Yeah, he is glutton. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, he's the conscience, and he's a good. He's a good asshole too. Yeah, I mean, it's he's, almost he's kind of like douche. giving into. I wonder, you know, if it's just easier to run the body off of fast food. I don't know. Yeah, because at this moment he's running it like in the same way that you know Trump opening up back uh, for oil drilling in like a lot of places and stuff like that, and like coal mining and like all those types of things that just bad for like the world. Mm-hmm. That we're allowing. It's basically like kind of what this is a representation of. I do like and like yeah. that kind of stuff. I but. do like the yeah, like the advocating for all the dastardly things because it makes I don't know. It makes it makes shies away so. from something bigger or it makes the money yeah. or it helps them win the reelection process or uh, any of that. Jones says that there's a bigger problem about a bigger disease. Yet you know. and Drix doesn't necessarily believe him yet because he didn't see it. And Fleming basically gets him fired it's basically the uh later uh, on in the movie well i mean oh i was gonna say it's basically the uh woody and woody from uh toy story woody and buzz yeah woody and buzz relationship yeah yeah i guess so buzz is like the kind of or i guess you know drix is like the kind of like authoritarian like i need to follow the rules and do whatever uh i guess authority or like my programming thinks is best or something i don't know how he works as a pill but (laughs) yeah no i I get it i get it it's perfect really because as we go on through the movie jones gets increasingly more correct and less and less people believe him which helps thrax's plan yeah greater and greater because then he actually can kill frank yeah because he's i mean he's the screw-up no one's gonna believe what he's saying yeah 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 but drick stands up even though he doesn't quite believe that jones is correct he does stand up for him on uh against Fleming on yeah. Jones's behalf because he's like, you know, that th- there's a chance that he could be right, you know, and they're going to do – Drix is temporary, so he's going to go and finish his job. But he asked Jones on the car ride back what the – Because he heard about his criminal record. The record was. Yeah. And this is him eating bad oysters at a science fair, Frank. Yeah. And – because of this, the shellfish, there is a possibility that there was going to be an override. And him vomit. Yeah. yeah. He, he, was, he was getting sick, and the only way to stop the sick from happening was hitting the emergency button, which was puke. And Jones hit that button, and it caused him to vomit all over the teacher. It embarrassed Shane. It ruined Shane's, like, basically like entire— Chances of winning, I guess, the science fair or something. Winning the science fair, but also, like, having friends. Yeah. And uh, it got him fired from the pea soup factory, which is funny because that the whole thing, pea soup. Yeah, it even said that he even got fired from the shop at the pea soup factory, which I don't. I honestly figure I would rather be working at a zoo than a pea soup factory. Yeah, but apparently the pay was nice at the pea soup factory. Yeah, but I thought it was good because they very clearly use pea soup. At to least he got another job. <laughs> yeah, but he got a new job with a ninety percent pay cut, but it's yeah. the best that they can do, and. Jones says, you know, he doesn't know if, if he right did the decision. right thing. He made the right decision. Not a, go, a day goes by where he doesn't think about it. Yeah. And Drix says that he thinks that he made the right decision because any dangerous bacteria could be bred from uh, shellfish and oysters. So uh, it, it makes him feel more justified in his yeah in his thoughts. So, <laughs> yeah, this is another gross one. Yeah, he's at – it goes back to, you know, we're in the real world. Yeah, there's a lot of the, – the cuts between live action and animation are a lot more – just snap. Yeah. So they go to, they're at a uh, seafood assuming, place. Yeah, like a seafood place. And he 
asks him, uh, he says, Frank, no shoes, no service, so I need you to leave. And he goes, I'm handicapped because he's got this foot thing. And he basically says that his foot's going to fall off. It's essentially like ALS of the foot. It yeah. kind of feels like he's like kind of billing it as. And like, they go get pretty menu. soon I won't be able to wear the or the the roomiest of shoes. <laughs> yeah, he says that we're going, uh, like we're finally going to go on that vacation, and we're going to go to New York. We're going to go to Buffalo, New York, to the Buffalo Wing Fest, and basically it's all about him. Like he's going to be, I'm going to go. Yeah. He's the champion, and I'm going to beat him, and I'm going to eat all of those wings. He's going to try, and also you'll be there. Leah kind of taps into, I guess, like his. She inner taps into thought. the override that Fleming uses to make Frank speak. Well, yeah, but she's not making him speak. It's almost like she's like being his inner con, like to- like she's becoming that voice in his head that he can hear, to kind of be like, you know, you should be better to your daughter, or like. <laughs> yeah, and he and he and he just doesn't. No, he just ignores he it. Just ignores it. So the toe is where. They seem to be based. Yeah, Thrax that's and the cronies getting all infected, mm-hmm. and and they took one of the things of pollen down with them. Yeah, for later use. Back to Ozzy and Drix. They are going to find someone who might know where Thrax is, and this guy is a pimp. Yeah, and he is a former influenza virus. Chicken pox fights. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Did you see the part where he was like, uh, he's like, which one do you use? Put, or do you, do you think size matters? Because he was talking about the fight. But he's 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 clean now. Yeah. If you will. But basically they're going to rat, rat him out. And yeah, he says, I'm in the virus protection program. And then they <laughs> start. I believe children's strength ought to take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. So Drix. Drix. Okay. So Drix came from a pill and he's got a bunch of pills inside of him. And it seems like they're all different sh- Drink, depending on what he needs to fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he has one pill that's like a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes like, "You better start talking now, because he's crazy. He's gonna kill you." And he gives that face. Yeah, it's a creepy. He face. currently he pulls out a, like a grenade pill, and he currently has like his giant arm gun just shoved into this dude's mouth. Yeah, yeah. This he, movie's violent. <laughs> yeah, it is. He says, "There's a big meeting tonight in the zit, the new zit on his forehead." Yeah. And uh, and he's big time. Uh, but I don't think necessarily we know if he's deadly yet, but he's he's gonna... well, yeah, because they haven't. Their uh, osmosis just at least hasn't met Thrax yet. But... Yeah, yeah. So Frank is singing in the car. Yeah, now we're and his he's... zit is disgusting. Oh, it's so and gross. his face is disgusting. Yeah, but and he's it's crying. Bad. He's singing about uh, he's singing it's about a dead wife. About yeah, his, someone's dead his, wife. Like his, his dead wife. His wife's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're going to go into the zit club, but uh, they need to look like, you know. They need to look the part. Yeah. They so need he to look- morphs his face. <laughs> it's really, like, horrifying. I know, it's, he, like, like, torturous. That's, like, Beetlejuice shit. I know, dude. He combines into one eye and then gives himself this, like, weird-ass, like, mohawk thing. Yeah. He, I mean, he looks like, uh, I mean, I... I'm not I, mohawk. He, gets, like, he looks like Cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> so, dra- uh, Drix... Drax... Because there's Drix and there's Thrax, so I keep wanting to say Drax. That's a whole different. Yeah, movie. he fucks up his own head. He's like, "Let me just tear apart half of my face and yank out my eyeball." And he's like, "Does that work? Yeah. Do I look like, like with the in crowd?" So the way he gets in is he just looks the exact same, except he wears the witness as a hat, like hair. Because <laughs> these are different. This is a different kind of germ, you know. Yeah. So even though he's uh, he's like walking around. With a gun, 
Yeah, and it's got Kid Rock playing. Yeah, and this is where we get the Cool Daddy Cool thing. And it's basically just... It, it basically is just like a music video in the middle of the movie. Yeah, really. And uh, Jones... It's like a germ club that they're in. Yeah, or a mucus club or, or uh, pus. If pus it's club. if it's in the zit, it's probably, you know, like pus. Yeah. Jones is, is spying out for some goons, and he sees these goons go into a back room where Thrax is there, and he's planning out uh, how he's going to kill. Because he's killed in the past. He's mm-hmm. traveled from... Uh, which makes no person. sense. Yeah. Don't know how he uh, is just traveling around, but, yeah. you know, whatever. But he's going to take something from the hypothalamus gland, and uh, basically he said that— It controls the temperature for the whole body. Yeah, he's going to skyrocket the temperature till it's, you know, it, it kills him. It, bur- it burns him from the inside out, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he has killed before, and he's killed in 72 hours, and this time he says he's going to kill in 48 hours. Yeah, now he goes back to reality, and he is visiting. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. So he wants to um, let's let's talk about this scene while this scene is paused because we, yeah. well, as as you know, Ugh. at this point we do watch the movie. Uh, like we we use the movie as a visual reference as we go along talking about the film. And I just want to pause this so that we can skip it. Yeah. So. He says that, like, I, he wants to put everything in the past behind uh, himself, Mrs. Boyd, and Shane because he thinks that, like, you know, it's about Shane. Yeah. And it really isn't about Shane. Uh, it's about him. Yeah. And at the time that this happens, his zit. It's like growing. Is growing. Yeah. Um, we will explain why. And it, like, moves a little bit. But uh, he says that the DNA beat he has came from a girl who didn't like to wash her hands in California. Yeah, he killed a little girl, and he's just just bragging about it. Then he killed a girl in in Detroit, six days flat, and then some guy in Philadelphia he killed in 72 hours. And now he's going to kill Frank in 48 hours. Yeah. The idea is... Until my man... It's like, I've never set a record. Until my man Frank, that is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to kill this dude in 48 hours. Get my own chapter in the medical books. (laughs) Jones says, "I love how they know what medical books." <laughs> yeah, I got one more question. What would is there anything that a white blood cell could do to stop the plan? He's like, you know, hypothetically speaking, this is. Yeah, and he goes, "Who are you?" And he goes, uh, "Who am I?" And it's like pickanosis, something booty shaking pickanosis. And he says that he's bad, and no one's ever seen me. But any of these snot boys, they'll tell you. These mucus boys, they'll tell you that when it comes to illin, bad booty shaking chicken, or yeah. Is uh is is bad, and he smacks a germ that's just a hand. Yeah, and then he like somehow falls forward, and like it breaks his. Yeah, it well his badge falls out, and it kind of undoes his yeah his shit. And he's about to get killed by Thrax because he's been found out. And Drix runs in, and he's like dancing, and he's like, "You he's are like, uh-huh, surrounded. Uh-huh, 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 you're surrounded." <laughs> he's like, he's super into the music. He's yeah, been, he's been drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now we get a fight scene, and he finally, yeah, the germ on top of the of Drix's head finally unfreezes. <laughs> yeah, it melts and goes ah the la muerte roja. Uh, so now they know that this is the guy. They have the right guy. And uh, we go back to reality, and he is talking with the teacher over. He wants them to get rid of the teacher has a restraining order against him, mm. and he wants to get rid of the restraining order so that he can go on this father daughter trip with you know Shane. Yeah, yeah, but. Drix can't fit the grenade into his arm cannon, so Jones just rips the grenade, bites the pin, throws it on the ground, tells everybody to go. The whole club blows. Here, close your eyes. <laughs> Don't want to. 
we skip this because it's disgusting. Yeah, it's just the, and it the, lands the, in her mouth. Oh, and yeah, the the pimple explodes. The, the club, the whole club explodes. Yeah, and we find out. Yeah, like everyone but two germs and Thrax, and obviously Jones and Drex survives this. Yeah, uh, but they don't know Thrax is dead. They don't know Thrax, or yeah, they don't. Well, they don't know that. Yeah, they don't know what he. They don't know that Thrax is not for sure dead. That's true. So they go in and they go back into the the precinct. And the mayor's waiting. The mayor's waiting for them. And he said they popped the pimple, they blew it up, and they got rid of uh, Thrax. They are promoting good health by getting rid of the zit. And uh, Drix is backing him up that it was a lethal virus. And Fleming doesn't believe him. I don't understand and his promptly fires like, it. We'll be fried eggs and Frank's dead, but what does that mean? Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. Body talk that I don't know. Yeah. He fires him. Yeah. Tells him to turn in his badge. Turn in your badge. You're done here. Yeah. You tried to make the man healthy. You're done here. Yeah. So Drix, uh, he starts shit talking Drix and goes like, well, you're only temporary. You, you, you mean nothing in the end. Like, we're going to go back to doing our duty. And you are, you're done here. Yeah. Which I don't understand. It's like if it, I'm assuming it's supposed to be like once he's kind of out of power or like used up all those pills in his stomach or something. I don't know. He's just like useless, but he doesn't go away. Yeah. He's like, get out of my body. So we're going to take a train <laughs> into the, the he's going to get peed out yeah. basically. Back in the toe. Back in the toe. <laughs> Thrax is laughing. An immunity cell has figured out everything and knows my entire plan, but no one believes him. Yeah. And which will make it all the easier to kill Frank. That and the fact that nobody knows he's still alive. Yeah. Or I guess no one knows he's also dead, but they're, I guess, assuming it. Yeah. So he takes uh, pollen and he's he, got little pollen balls. Yeah, little pollen balls like grenades almost. And he says, one of the goons says that, should we like incubate to like make more of us? Yeah. And he goes, and he's like, no, you incubate. I have 48 hours, and I'm committing to that. And he just he kills wants, the last two He wants two to goons. set a record. An additional live-action segment, and this time it's more of a heart-to-heart with Shane and Frank. And Shane says she's not going to the Buffalo. Buffalo for the Wing Festival. Yeah, she's because— She's camping with her friends. Yeah. And she would like him to come with her. Yeah. But uh, unless it's something that he wants to do, he doesn't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> he says, eh, I can get Uncle Bob to come with me. Yeah. And she basically drops the bomb. That's like, I do what you want to do. I eat what you want to eat. Don't you think of anybody about yourself? Yeah. Maybe, maybe yourself. mom would still be alive if you guys mm. made better eating choices. Yeah. Because you get you sick a, based on what you eat. Yeah. You had a fried Slim Jim sandwich for lunch. Yeah. It was like, it was a turkey Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah. Back at the precinct, Ozzy and Jerks are packing up their things and going. And, uh, and I, and throughout this, he calls them drips. Yeah. Uh, which I totally forgot to mention. Now it happens like two or three ways. times. Drix is being escorted outside of the body, and Osmosis Jones has been fired. Mm-hmm. So there's newspaper headlines, Hero Stops Cold, which is Drix on the headline, and Loser Cop Fired is Jones on the yeah. cover. And uh, and back at the brain, it's like a military campus, and there's patrol and like scientists everywhere. Yeah, And Thrax has got in. And he's going to kill everybody by really... removing the hypothalamus and destroying Frank and killing Frank. Yeah. So Frank goes into uh, the movie theater Honey, where they just hands. watch his dreams. Yeah. And they're all bad dreams. Oh, they are dreams. Yeah. Nightmare. 
He has one dream where him and Bob get married. <laughs> yeah, there's a dream where Bob and, and his uh, daughter get oh, married. Oh, yeah, no, no, Bob and his daughter. Yeah. So. 98 points. Everyone, everything is fine. Everything in the gland is fine. And Thrax immediately runs in and just fucks some shit up, bro. He rearranges the chromosomes. Yeah. Which I didn't know a virus could do that, but all right. <laughs> I mean, it could. Proteins can also do that on their own, kind of, which is scary. Sometimes a protein will just be like, you know what? And then that's when you get that horrible disease that all the deer have now. Yeah. So, living dead disease. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thorax escapes into basically a dream chamber, a conscience chamber, yeah. where it's all of, it's not dreams, but they're all memories. The way they portray the body in this is so weird. <laughs> I know, because like the hallway has like lights and lamps, but they're not connected to any sort of wall. It's weird. And somehow they can just see floating images of his memories. Yeah. But, yeah, now they're starting to see that everything is starting to There's like, heat up. It goes a sepia tone, and Jones realizes that Thrax is still alive. And he asks some dude in the theater, he goes, what temp you got? Like, instead of time. He's like 99.6, and he goes, this thing broken? Yeah, it's weird because you see two, like, cells making out in the background, and, like, their fluids inside their bodies are, like, swapping between them as they're kissing. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so weird. So, uh... Thrax escapes from the subconscious, and uh, it's... Yeah, he gets out of the subconscious. He goes, ooh, this cat was sick before I even got yeah. here. He's like. <laughs> yeah. Now we're in line to be pissed out, yeah. I guess. And uh, Drix is about to go in line. Jones says, Thrax is still alive. We need to go. Which I want to know. Drix says he wasn't travel? designed. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's how they leave. How is he going to leave? Now why do you want to leave? This is your technical world. Well, he's only temporary. He has yeah. to serve his purpose. But. He he says like, flush your life down the toilet, um, <laughs> literally. Yeah, he tries to stop Drix from leaving. Yeah, and Drix is like, you know, I'm I'm done here. I got nothing else it's to like, do. You can do you can defeat a virus. I've seen cold, like sugar pills that have beaten cancer, which bullshit. <laughs> uh, and uh, Drix shows up last minute while he gets in the car and says, "You really said a sugar pill beat cancer?" He goes, "No, but it makes for a good motivating story." Yeah, and then they're back on the mission. Bob comes by with a six pack of beer for his before his daughter leaves. Yeah. He said, You just need to hydrate. So he drinks beer. Beer does not hydrate you, Ryan. No, it's just liquid bread. Yeah. <laughs> so Thrax kidnaps Leah estrogen. Seems like he only has one finger you can do anything with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's like having a knife on you at all times, you know? It's like Wolverine. Yeah. But Wolverine has more knives that he can do with. And uh, it's got it's starting to get really hot in the body. Yeah, it just hit uh, 108 degrees. Mm-hmm. His body is slowly heating up. Yes. And on the way to this camp, we have Bob and Frank also going to Buffalo to the Wing Fest. Yeah. And Frank is starting to uh, get lose real his. Sick. Yeah, he's starting to lose his mind here, and he eventually just kind of collapses. Yeah, passes out at the wheel. Yeah. He goes, that's it. Buffalo's off. We're going to the hospital. And guess what? <laughs> the bus goes by, and we see Frank yeah, in a gurney. Yeah, he was already ahead of the bus. Like, yeah, or Frank in a stretcher getting onto an ambulance, and Shane runs on and goes, what's what's happening with, with my dad? And it's like, oh, she's he's doing fine. He's had a little accident. Um, we're he going said, to the I'm her niece. <laughs> yeah. Back at the uvula is kind of where the final duel happens. 
yeah. right? Oh, I thought it happened on top of the eyelash. No. Well, the final duel in the body happens with Drix, Jones, and Thrax. Yeah. And there's this red mist everywhere, and it's the cherry from Drix that Still? I guess he can expel at will. Or maybe is that might uh, – yeah, they're in the brain right now or something. Something like that. Drix freezes Thrax's uh, hand. Sicking, sickening hand, and uh, gunfire follows. Taste the taste of cherries yeah. and defeat. <laughs> Have you ever tasted cherries and defeat? And they surround him. Cops show up. He uses, he uses his, the uh, pollen to take out card. the copters. Yep. And he yawns, or he sneezes, right? Yeah. It's not yawns. Well, yeah, he sneezes, and Thrax escapes that way. Yeah, and he's like, how's your aim? A lot better than yours, but mm-hmm. he's got a gun for an arm, so I'm assuming his game is probably pretty good. Yeah. And he jumps into the gun and has Drix fire him out. Yeah. At... And you think, oh, Thrax escaped, so the disease is gone, so he can live. But no, Thrax, remember, has the hypothalamus gland piece yeah. that he needs to, you know, let Frank survive. They land in, in Shane's eye. Yeah. Which they make it seem like it's like... Well, it's it's plasm. Yeah, plasm. Or plasma. I guess this is the best place to have a battle, considering you can't feel anything on your, you know, yeah, on the whites of your eye. That's true. But it's it's a fight, and uh, Osmosis uses more of his like transformative powers, which you only really saw once or twice, yeah, three you times. I think that he would use that to fight more if he can really just morph his body however he yeah. wants. And uh, you get that Matrix spin again, right? Yeah. And then Oz, Ozzy goes to 3D because that's the only way to make that work, apparently. Big Daddy Thrax He's is going to let, let you, you have it. it. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus Christ. Whoa. He's, like, choking uh, Oz to death with, like, I forget what he called it. It was, like, some sort of, like, piece of the chromosome of another person that he killed. Yeah, it's that DNA strand. Yeah. And he finds out that, it, like, oh, because they're on fake lashes because she yeah. was wearing fake lashes. It's a falsie. <laughs> it's a falsie. And it looks like Thrax just stabbed Ozzy. But it looks, yeah, it looks like it. He made a hole in his chest to block it, and he can't get his hand out because it's a false, and it's it's sturdier. Yeah, and he, he splits seems, himself. I guess as a, as he's not the same as Oz, so I guess he can't. Morph his body around or something I don't know I don't know He splits himself He jumps off the fake lash The lash falls into alcohol Which kills Thrax Again Very weird and gruesome Very cool though Very cool So he's dead It kind of reminds me of uh, The scenes from The old like Hercules animation Yeah Where like when they would Die of falling into that Like that like bad like spirit acid Or whatever Yeah 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, the fever in his body is overheating. Yeah. And temperature is we rising. They lost the extremities. He's like, we're going to die. And she's like, ordinary household appliances <laughs> yeah. that will improve your golf swing. And he, he starts choking her. You silly twit. We're going to die. He's like, oh, I knew it, Dan. At the first dark cloud, you fall apart. Yeah. And they start choking each other. And then the news goes offline. Everyone's losing their mind. Here's the Titanic reference where there's a band. Playing. playing as the ship goes down. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mayor sent- Fleming is just sitting, watching. Around his, his crumbling empire. Mm-hmm. That he started. He did this. Yeah, it's all, really all his fault. Really, Thrax is just like... I mean, if all of this probably would have happened. <laughs> yeah. But Jones isn't coming back until uh, he dies. Shane... You're the greatest dad in the whole world. I'm sorry that I said that you didn't do anything for me, even though it's true. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, one singular tear, and somehow he's able to ride the tear. Down into his mouth. Yeah. Oh, weird. I know, it's weird. And somehow he knew that, like, he had so much confidence in the fact that he was going to be able to get back into the body through that tear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he he returns into the mouth, I'm and he, he takes the hypothalamus, and he puts it back in place, Which and Frank revives. Me. And this is kind of heartwarming and also kind of sad as fuck, is he wakes up. And he says to Shane, Mom says hi. That's so fucked up. That's really fucked up. You know he didn't he didn't see the afterlife. <laughs> well, I don't know. We don't know what happened with Frank. Dude, you can't fucking bring that shit in there like he had some sort of like spiritual experience while he almost died while like his actual body is like struggling to keep himself alive. Mm. What the f- they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, do you other. not know that? No, he, I know that they were strangling each other. He's got two punk other, tooth and like, she has a lobotomy. That's abuse, bro. He, she's yeah. just like, I mean, it looks her fine. teeth's knocked out. She's got one of her eyes is fucked up. Dude, like, they just Jim carried in Frank's body. We're talking about the news reporters, by the way, that we were talking about who were fighting each other earlier. They yeah. just fucked each other up. Yeah. Jones gets a promotion. A good one this time. And uh, he asked Drix to be his partner in crime. If uh, yeah, he's like, well, he's like, my my work visa is expired. And he goes, don't worry, we'll go down to the hemorrhoid and get you a good. What was it? Get you a good. Go, yeah, get you a good lawyer. Yeah, get you a good lawyer. And then Leah and Jones make out, which and they Drick weren't even really posing. that much of like a. There wasn't no. even really that much of an interaction between the two of them throughout the whole movie. <laughs> no, no, it was so forced. It was like twice. Was they forced. talked twice, and all of a sudden she's in love with him. Yeah, <laughs> and the city's like kind of jiving. They're like, yeah, we're back to being healthy again, yeah. downtown Frank, boy. And, and they're like, now our... he's going on a real hike. Not yeah. to the liquor store to get cigarettes, nope. but with his daughter. Yeah, and I actually really love this because he's, like, wiped out. He's out of shape, He's yeah. like, oh, my God. And you go, um, she asks, she says, didn't I tell you it was worth it? He goes, I didn't think I could break a sweat coming up here, but I did. And Shane goes, yeah, it's kind of a long drive because <laughs> he walked – like maybe eight steps. Yeah, and and he eats a carrot. He eats a carrot, which is good. Eating healthy. Yeah. The uh, what is it? Mayor Cl- or uh, Mayor Caloric? Where Caloric? 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 We assume he's in charge now. And uh, Fleming is down in the ass. Yeah. And he sees a button. He goes, "I wonder what this does." Clicks it. It's and just a fart. <laughs> it's just a fart button. And Fleming dies as a result. I guess so. Yeah. Airlocks himself out. through Frank's. Ass. Out with the old and with the new. <laughs> yeah. And that's Osmosis Jones. since I've seen this movie. But it was it was good. It was all right. It was all right. It I can see right. why it was a flop, you know what I mean? But I don't think that it probably... It's not as bad as maybe it's made out to be. Oh, I don't know. All those Frank scenes are pretty gross. Yeah, it's gross. It's definitely a weird-ass movie, but it's def- it's got, you know... Eat healthy, 
Eat healthy. Don't don't be a shitty government. <laughs> <laughs> True. Govern your body. Govern your body well. Well. Positive. Exercise. I don't give a fuck how you eat. <laughs> <laughs> Exercise. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I probably would not watch that movie again. No. Honestly. This is gross, and the story was a little lackluster. Thrax was cool, I guess. It was over pretty quickly. You know, yeah, I mean, it's a, only an first. hour and 30 minutes. It's yeah. pretty average in terms of its runtime. Yeah, they gave him that, that record-setting goal, specifically trying to, <laughs> to make the movie quicker. <laughs> yeah. And that movie lost 50 Six million dollars. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is that is that meets the standard for a flop. That flopped more than Iron Giant did. Yeah, that is Osmosis Jones. So next week we're going to be looking at DreamWorks' Rise of the Guardians. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen the full. I haven't seen this full movie. I've seen like maybe half of it. I have not seen it either. So if you want to send in your notes for that, send them in by Monday, December 9th, two days from now. Yes. Uh, Please, if you feel like participating, you know, watch the movie beforehand. If you know anything about the movie in general, you know, that you'd yeah. like us to know, send us that our, or send that our way. Send that to Triple M Podcast at Outlook.com, and there is a chance that it will be read on the show. Yeah, guys, follow us on social media, uh, Mangle, Mangle movie, movie Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on our personal Insta- or Instagrams and Twitter, too. I'm Ryan T. Larvey on both Instagram and Twitter. T-P-E-N-U-C-H. Das T. Twitter and Insta. And with that, we'll see you next week with Rise of the Guardians. Take care of your bodies. Take care of your bodies. Take care of your brains. Don't eat eggs out of a chimpanzee's mouth. <laughs> Um, you know, um, you know, you got daughters, I guess don't take them to wing festivals in another state when they want to go on a school field trip. (laughs) Eat right. Don't be a shitty parent. Good night. (laughs) We are so glad you came. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye. Bye bye. Remember, please discard all candy wrappers and popcorn containers in the nearest trash receptacle. Thank you. Okay, bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Are they all gone? Uh, is, is there is everybody gone? <laughs> huh? Good. Oh my gosh, my cheeks are killing me. I can't keep smiling like this anymore. I am exhausted. I think I need a break. (laughs) A little break? Okay.